Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. One of the most common phrases I hear when people are struggling with either their active addiction or in their recovery is, I just feel stuck. Sometimes when we feel stuck, we don't know what is holding us back. Other times, we know exactly what is, but don't know the best way to get unstuck. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss how to identify the things that are holding you back and the steps you could take once you have recognized the problem to move forward to where you want to be. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Often when we get stuck, it is because we are still committed to things that may have worked in the past. But when those things become more harmful than helpful, we often double down on trying to make them still work. One of the biggest problems is that when something works so well, it is very common to not see the point of when it stops working. Then when we notice it, rather than simply saying, well, that doesn't work anymore, so I'm going to stop doing that, we often will try harder to make it work again. And then, even in complete defeat, we often have gone so far down that rabbit hole of trying to make it work that we get lost and don't see any way out. All we have to do is look at our addictions to see this pattern. When alcohol worked for me, it worked really well. I remember the first time I got drunk, a lifetime's worth of problems disappeared as soon as the buzz kicked in. I went from being a shy, insecure teenager who was petrified of rejection to someone confident enough to finally flirt with the girl I had a crush on since the third grade. It didn't go as I hoped because she was not interested at all. But here's the best part. I got rejected and I did not care. Now, the rest of the night didn't go great. I drank everything that was put in front of me. Beer, wine coolers, rum and coke, box wine, shots of who knows what, and something you might remember if you drank in the 90s, Zima. Now that is a horrible combination even for seasoned drinkers, but it's an absolute disaster for someone getting drunk for the first time. I puked everywhere. I blacked out. I made a complete ass of myself. I woke up the next morning totally embarrassed. But I couldn't quit thinking about how great I felt when I was full of liquid courage. There was something so empowering about that moment. I knew I had to capture that feeling again. And so I chased that feeling to some of the lowest points of my life. That is the thing about drinking alcoholically. We typically go through phases of our drinking. First is the honeymoon stage. Yeah, there might be some embarrassing moments here and there, but the good parts are really good. Then we go through the stage where it is still working well, but we start having some consequences. In this stage, I often minimize to myself and others the damages from some of my actions. And when I did something that I couldn't minimize even to myself, the benefits from drinking still outweighed the consequences, so I still had no plan on stopping. Then we go into this maintenance stage. This is where the booze usually doesn't provide the euphoria it used to, but it could still take the edge off of the pain that is caused by the life that we are leading. Then we have the destruction stage. This is where there is no denying that drinking is destroying our lives. It is often negatively affecting every relationship in our life. It is having an impact on our finances, our work, and sometimes causing legal issues. However, once we get to this stage, it often seems impossible to get out of the hole we dug. 
and we still keep trying to fix our problems with the one thing that caused most of them. We don't just have to look at our alcohol or drug addiction to see this pattern. I know I have stayed in bad relationships way too long and often even went back to them. Each time, I thought we could somehow reignite the spark we once had. But no matter how hard we tried, we couldn't erase the fact that after the initial spark settled down, we simply were not good for each other. I have also stayed at jobs that I don't love and felt stuck, sometimes simply from the fear of change. Other times, I held on to hope that the job would eventually turn out like I hoped it would when I excitedly started the job in the first place. I'm sure as you listen to this, you could also think of many things that you stayed in way too long because you felt stuck. If you are, that's good. You have to identify the problem before you could fix it. So if you are stuck, look at the actions and behaviors that not only got you there, but that you are still trying to use to get you out of the situation. Do these things still serve you, or are you just holding on to something that stopped working a long time ago? Often, the only way to move forward is to let go of the things holding you back. So once we identify areas in our life and the things that may be holding us back, isn't it just as simple as to just stop doing those things? Most of the time it isn't. We need to dig deeper or we simply will just find something else to try to replace the thing that we're stuck on now. You see this with people who quit one substance and replace it with another. You also see this with people that get out of one toxic relationship and end up getting right into another one. I don't think this is because we have addictive personalities or don't know how to find a good relationship. This most commonly happens when we don't do the work necessary to heal the wounds that drove us to these places to begin with. Okay, so how do we start to get unstuck? The first step is identifying where we want to go. Most of the time when I find myself stuck, it's because I am just kind of wandering through life. I have an idea of somewhere I think I want to go, but I have not yet clearly identified it. And since I don't know my destination, I definitely have not made a plan on how to get there. So we must get clear on what we want. Often when people feel stuck, it's because they don't have a clear goal or direction. So take some time to reflect on what you really want in life. What are your values, your passions, and your goals? Once you have a clear picture of what you want, you could start to make a plan to get there. And when we do this, we must get this out of our head and onto paper. Keeping all of our hopes and dreams in our head is often what got us stuck in the first place. I like to grab a piece of paper and just start brainstorming. I'll write out the things in life that I enjoy and that I want more in my life. Then I'll write a list of things I want to achieve. When doing this, you'll find that doubt and uncertainty might start creeping into your head. Before you even do the first step of moving your dream from inside your head onto paper, you may already be telling yourself all the reasons that you can't achieve or even pursue a dream of yours. Tell those critics in your head to be quiet for just one second. And in that second, pick up a pen and write down your dream. Whether you think it is impossible or not does not matter. Just put it on paper. You'll be amazed that this one act often is all that is needed for the universe to start conspiring to put things into place to help you realize that it is actually possible. Once you start writing, don't pause. Take that momentum from writing the first one down and go with that. Newton's law of motion says an object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion. I found this doesn't just apply to physical options, but also to momentum in life. After your writing session, I want you to go back to your list of dreams and goals and circle a few that are most important to you. 
If we try to change everything at once, it'll feel too overwhelming and we'll end up doing nothing. So focus on one or two things that are most important to you. Once you have identified those things, we must start digging into how to achieve these. Dreams, especially the big ones, when we look at them from the outside, often will seem too big, too scary, and flat out impossible. This too is a reason we often get stuck even after we know what we want. We need to break it down into smaller, more manageable steps. When we feel overwhelmed, it's easy to get stuck in inaction. But if we break down the problem into smaller pieces, it becomes easier to take action. Before I got sober, anytime I would think about quitting drinking, I would think about everything required. The fear of detox. What about all my friends? Can I resume my career after not having steady work for so many years? How would I explain that gap in my resume? Will I be able to have fun again? Would I be able to date someone who drank if I got sober? And if not, how would I find a girl that doesn't drink? And how do you even celebrate holidays or anything without drinking? After I would go through that whole thought process, getting sober seemed like too much. And instead of even trying to start, I would just grab a drink. But when I finally got sober, all I did was make one choice, go to rehab. Once I took that first step, I got my sobriety in motion and I haven't stopped since. I didn't know the answer to any of those questions that would run through my head, but I was able to figure them out on the way. But I couldn't have gotten started until I identified the first step and made the decision to take it. So take one of the dreams that you circled on your list and start breaking down what it'll take to get there. I start with listing the steps. Let's say you've always had a dream of becoming a teacher. How would you go from where you are now to stepping into your own classroom for the first time? With each step, list any potential obstacles and plan how you will face those obstacles when they appear. If an obstacle seems too big, break it down also as we did in listing the steps to achieve our goals. In our teacher's example, let's say that you don't have the finances to pay for school. What are ways you could attack that obstacle? You could apply for grants. You could find ways to make extra money. Or you could take out student loans. Once we list the steps and obstacles, something magical will happen. We might just start thinking, this could actually happen. For me, the last time I went through this process was around creating this podcast. This was a dream of mine for many years, but it always just stayed in my head. And just like when I considered getting sober, when it swirled around in my head, all the doubts would surface. I don't know how to make a podcast. I don't know how to publish it. Does anyone even want to listen to what I have to say? What about the people that will disagree with some of my beliefs? What will my friends, family, and even the people I haven't talked to in 20 years think about me? I don't even have a microphone. And eventually it would seem like too much and my dream would stay left in my head unfulfilled. Finally, I went through this process I've been talking about. I identified my first obstacle, which was I know nothing about podcasting. So the first step was learning more about it. I started reading blogs, watching YouTube videos, and listening to podcasts about how to create a podcast. By taking this first step, excitement started to build and the thought of maybe I could do this started occasionally popping into my head. As I learned more, I was able to identify and list the steps required to create this podcast you're listening to today. And as soon as I broke down all the steps, it didn't seem as overwhelming. And that quiet voice that whispered, it just might be possible. 
in the beginning, started becoming more confident and before I knew it, spoke louder than the voice of doubt. It doesn't mean I wasn't absolutely full of fear before hitting the publish button on my first episode. Anytime we step outside our comfort zone, there is going to be fear. But outside our comfort zone is also where the magic happens. And eventually, to get where we want to be, the only option is going to be to punch fear in the face and do that thing that scares us. Along this process, I find it hugely beneficial to find support, not only in family and friends, but also in the form of mentors. Find people that have achieved the dream you're wanting to pursue and ask them how they have done it. They not only will know through experience the steps it takes to get where you want to be, but they also could give you great advice about the obstacles that we may face along the way. It is much better to learn from the mistakes of others than to make avoidable mistakes ourselves. And lastly, don't settle. If you're stuck in a relapse cycle, don't settle for numbing away both your pain and your dreams to try to temporarily take away a feeling. Don't make what could be a permanent decision based on a temporary feeling. Too often we settle in life. We settle for jobs we don't like because we're too scared to go for the career that we want. We settle for relationships that don't fulfill us because we are lonely. We'll never get out of the stuck cycle and achieve our biggest dreams if we settle for something based on how we're feeling at the moment. I want you to chase and achieve your biggest dreams. That is where the fulfillment in life comes from. That is how you get to the point where you wake up in the morning and instead of dreading your day, you're actually excited, even on Mondays. I know you could do this. I also know you probably have a head full of doubt right now as you've thought about some of your dreams while listening to this podcast. All I want you to do is get a notebook and a pen, start writing, and watch the magic happen. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're enjoying my podcast. If you're finding it impactful, all I ask is that you please share it so it could impact others. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.